0: I think it's pretty clear that this thing is not going away anytime soon. While it recognises a challenge and even a real hardship for many small business owners, I believe it also provides us with a unique opportunity to do business better. I've been really heartened to see so many of the, even the worst affected businesses adapt so quickly, effectively and positively. Innovation's everywhere and it's so great to see. But it's those businesses who have done so with a deep human connection to their community that I believe will come out of this in the best shape. These are the businesses who have deeply listened to what their customers needed most and adapted their offers to meet those needs. Those who have shared their stories openly and honestly and actually asked for help when they've needed it. Those who, even though they may be struggling themselves, have continued to provide support and connection to all of their community, not just those who can afford them right now. I believe these are the ones who will survive and even thrive on the other side of this, because they're focused on people first and will no doubt be rewarded with trust and loyalty long into the future.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Small Business First podcast series. I'm Lucy Kippist, the editor of Flying Solo. The voice ahead of the intro was Kath Connell. She's a marketing guru from Victoria who founded her business Wholehearted Marketing 10 years ago. Marketing is the theme of this week's podcast, and later in this episode, I'm talking to Jane Betchell, head of marketing for MYOB, who's sharing some great tips for getting really creative when it comes to your marketing strategy. Right now, I'm joined by Sess Busby, the editor of Koshy's Business Builders, with a wrap on the small business news of the week. Sess, welcome back to this uh, Small Business First podcast. We're going to be doing the news of the week. What is the first story that we need to be mindful of?
2: Well, it's a little bit of good news for um, Melbourneites, which is, um, well, they're Melbournians, aren't they? We're And we are sydney That's right. <laughs> That's to get of good that news. distinction, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a bit of good news for the Melbournians because uh, the government has unveiled a $534 million support package for small business owners which includes um, a raft of different grants. There's um, $5,000 available for small business owners and I think there's around 80,000 small business owners in the Victoria region that will be eligible for those grants that will give them a little bit of a funding injection when they're going through such a hard time at the moment. Um, And around $30 million has been set aside as well for hospitality businesses and 20 million for businesses that are in the Melbourne CBD, which has been particularly hard hit. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, good news for them. But uh, the other thing to note from that package is that they've announced another $26 million in funding for mental health services, which is a bit of a segue for me as well, because uh, yesterday Beyond Blue came out with some data saying that they had received double the amount of calls to their services wow. in the past two weeks yeah. than they had throughout the whole pandemic since um, the second kind of phase of lockdowns have been instigated. Mm-hmm. So there's a real um, need to support the mental health of small business owners. And Kate Carnell also came out, the Australian Small Business Family Enterprise Ombudsman, um, yesterday saying that business owners really need to take advantage of any of those support options that are currently available for free for them. There's the My Business Health site. They can get access to a lot of links there. And who um, had a study, their business monitor study, which released findings as well last week. And um, one of the findings from that was that small businesses, the biggest worry that they have at the moment is COVID stress. And it's like, eclipsed everything else finance and yeah and cash flow as their main concern it's like one in three business owners are worried about COVID-19 so which is such a you know
1: scary know. state of affairs because I mean we know that ordinarily on a normal day in a normal time it's about 56 percent The small business face yeah. mental health issues understandably anxiety and depression mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's it's extraordinary the the amount of pressure that the small business community is under at the moment. So definitely if you are feeling that you need support, there are a lot of services out there beyond blue, lifeline, headspace, all offering great free services. And if you feel reluctant to talk to, you know, a professional service, then reach out to friends. I'd just say don't be afraid to speak out and and say that you're stressed or you're worried or that you're feeling anxious because I think a lot of people are in that same boat and the more you you know you share your worries then the less burdensome they feel so that would be my piece of advice
1: way too important
2: yeah um and the last thing that I'm talking about there was an interesting piece in the Herald today that was about how cities are going to have to reimagine their roles in people's lives because um, it seems to be that there will be a reduction in the number of people moving into the cities because of the impact of COVID-19. Everyone has taken to working remotely really well and it hasn't been the, you know, the bane of productivity which is what businesses were initially concerned about, like the big corporates that if they let everyone go and work from home no one would get any jobs done well that's been the opposite everyone's been super productive so it does throw into question the um the value of those kind of business precincts so city of sydney is working on a whole new road to recovery kind of pathway for businesses and for people and for how to enliven the city post-covid and that's a lot about reimagining public streets and open spaces and putting things to use in different ways. Um, so that's interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. I guess um, people are going to be treading a lot more carefully about returning to work, even when restrictions do get lifted, because at the moment, the virus, there's no vaccine. So if people had a long commute, and so many of our office workers did. Have those long commutes, like an hour on the train to get to, to work? They're not going to want to do that when there's a risk that they can be getting infected. So no, it's way too. The more we can think, of, yeah, yeah, really <laughs> the more we practice. think about yeah. how we can change that and reimagine how we work and what we do in our cities, the better. Which,
1: That's which it, will, which really? also lends itself to a lot of creativity for our community too. So, if there's business that you know you're thinking about, could be a good time for that too. Thanks so much, Sess, for joining us and we'll speak to you again next week. All right. No worries. Bye, Luce. Challenging feels like the right word to describe the climate of the past four months since COVID. And today's guest, Jane Betchell, is the head of marketing for MYOB. She certainly felt the impact. Jane, welcome to the Small Business First podcast.
3: Thank you, Lucy.
1: The first question I'm interested to know is what your customers have been sharing with you about the challenges they've been facing.
3: Yeah, look, it's certainly been a very busy time and there's been a lot of uncertainty and challenges for, you know, all the Australian and New Zealand businesses that we work with. And I guess when we've got hundreds of thousands of customers, there's been a variety of different responses. Some have been really challenged with huge revenue losses. Uh, and really needing to access like hardship policies, um, help from us and how to get government stimulus packages. Some have actually had to ramp up their businesses to meet increased demand in some areas. Some have really had to pivot the way they're delivering, you know, such as restaurants having to pivot to takeaway. Thankfully, we all appreciate that. Yeah. Um, builders working with restrictions or one that uh, really surprised me is people needing to find new suppliers. So how did they get supply of materials that might uh, they couldn't get from some of their overseas original suppliers? And probably, you know, I think that's really inspiring is the businesses that have needed to really pivot. Yeah. completely, yeah, how could they use the equipment they've got and the skills they've got in their people to deliver a totally new product or start selling online? So, you know, that's just a bit of a sense of the different types of businesses. Um, But really what we've been hearing from them and what they're coming to NYB for is really help um, to understand all the government's incentives that are out there for small businesses. What are they? How do they access them? And even though there's an incredible amount of information out there, uh, the same questions just keep coming up. And I think that SMEs just really want that reassurance. Like, am I doing the right thing? Am I asking for the JobKeeper in the right way? Am I filling in, you know, the right sort of forms? As You know, am I really doing it it, it properly? So that's probably been the main, um, you know, sort of information that they've been coming to us for reassurance on.
1: Yeah, and I think certainly what you're saying there reflects what we see at Small Business First as well. As you say, there's two sort of big clouds if you like so one is your own business and dealing with how you're going to be the day-to-day dealings of that and how that's changing and then of course there's all the stuff coming in from the government about Mm. you know how they're going to support us so that I mean it's so much information
3: it's it's no
1: wonder everybody's sort of feeling the impact of that
3: oh definitely
1: so now we're getting back to well let's just call it semi-normal in our small (laughs) business life I don't think we'll ever be back to normal normal or the way that we do it I wanted to talk about the approach that our small businesses should take, particularly in regard to digital marketing strategies at the moment.
3: Yeah, look, I think digital's never been more important and more accessible. Um, If you think about just personally, all of us at home... Uh, we've probably never been more glued to our screens than <laughs> we ever have before. Um, I, I was reading some Google stats about, you know, the incredible uplift in YouTube video viewing year on year. I think it was over 60%. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of people glued to screen, searching for information. So I think it's really important to have a digital marketing strategy. Um, I do think people need to think about the fundamentals, though. So if they don't have some of those fundamentals in place, like a website, um, you know, you need to do that. Um, and sometimes people get a bit carried away and they think everything needs to be perfect or really whiz-bang. Um, I don't I don't know, Lucy, do you sometimes... This happens to me quite often. I go to a restaurant website and it's got so much sort of glitz and glamour and showing the inside of the restaurant and all I want is the phone number or the menu. <laughs> yes. Uh, And so I think sometimes, you know, we can get a little bit hung up about how our presence looks online instead of thinking about what's the key information I'm trying to get across to customers? Who am I trying to attract? Is it new people? Am I trying to service existing customers? you know, am I trying to just reduce revenue? And what problem am I trying to um, solve? So I think it's really important to kind of get get that clear in your head and then think about where those people might be like in Facebook or Instagram or Google or watching YouTube, like my family certainly was. Um, But I think most importantly is to do stuff fast, like, don't seek perfection so for example when COVID hit and all the JobKeeper announcements came out we had pivoted all our messaging at MYB around JobKeeper Mm -hmm. and we did that within two days we'd updated all our website material and it was incredibly busy a couple of days and I by no means think that what we put out was perfect from a creative point of view and um, but it did the job and it helped customers and that was what we were trying to do and so I sort of think seeking out, um, I guess, some low-cost ways that you can do that for a small business. Um, Like, I think SquarePath space is a really good solution for small businesses. I don't think it does everything perfectly, but you can get a website, you can get e-commerce, it's even got some email marketing, um, and it's pretty simple to get live and get something happening, and Mm -hmm. it's a very reasonable price. I I, I don't know their exact pricing, but I think it's under $50 a month, so certainly something they could try. And the same with Canva, like there's some free um, tools there to be able to just make up really great ads, um, but then you could just pay a little bit more and actually get something fantastic. And you only need to subscribe to something like Canva for a month or two to get that work done and then you could always switch that off. So I do think fast, don't seek perfection. You can always iterate on it and make it you know, better and test and learn.
1: What I love about that, that point that you've made, Jane, is that you've kind of put into focus that it's actually the customer and Mm, the customer is the is the center of our businesses and I think you know in in more less stressful times it can be easy and of course it's natural Mm. to start you know making these deep and long strategies quite sophisticated think about everything else that's happening because business as usual is so easy well easier yeah Yeah. Um, as you say now I think it is exactly that. It's about jumping onto the customer and the customer's needs um, if that's yep. the focus of your business and streamlining absolutely everything else.
3: Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, if if you think about customer service and you think about keeping customers happy, um, they're going to be there when times are better and when they're ready to maybe spend more or be doing more with you. So I do think if you're just keeping that customer at the centre all the time.
1: Great advice. the The next question I had was, I suppose, a little bit Of the opposite of that, because Mm. if you're a business who perhaps wasn't as badly affected by COVID, so let's just Mm. say businesses ticked along pretty well, um, which is a very lucky place to be, what about those businesses, what should they be focusing on if really they're looking to be a little bit more dynamic at the moment?
3: Uh, Yeah, look, I think, look, there's definitely plenty of businesses that are in a good position um, one thing I've still heard from them and what they've seen from other small businesses that is this this um, uh, pandemic that we're all experiencing, it's really forced people to just leap ahead. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting there still thinking about digitising your business and it's on your roadmap and you'll get to it whenever you can, meanwhile, there's all these other businesses that during this time have just leapt ahead. So I think it's really important that, more than ever, that you really create a plan to digitise your business. And it it will continue to be tough for a while, and even though you might be doing okay now, we don't know how the economy's gonna go, so you wanna be prepared. I sort of saw some stats that 39% of small business owners um, expect revenue will be down over the next 12 months. Mm. So, you know, and the main reason being COVID, but then also the, um, you know, I guess the extended um, economic issues that have come with that. So I think they need to really be looking at their website and their e-commerce strategy. You know, if they don't have one, they really should get one Mm -hmm. and get started on that. And there's all sorts of other digital tools that they need to be using. So I was talking to a builder who said it's really forced him because he really wants to make sure he can pick up every small job that he can, so he's doing a lot of quotes. And so instead of doing them manually, which would take him hours, he's he's making sure he's doing them all online. um with his he's got you know he he uses myb and so he's got invoicing and quotes he can just do like eight or nine quotes um in the evening he's got them all out and it it doesn't matter if all of those jobs come don't come off but he's got them there he's got them tracked he can see which ones work he he's not spending as much time sort of doing those that work Mm -hmm. um and i think you know there's it's always important to track your money Uh, obviously I work in accounting so it's something we're pretty passionate about but uh, really being on top of it is important so for example when uh, some of the stimulus came out um, you know you you knew you'd be be able to access that if you'd had a 30% drop in revenue well being able to tell whether you'd had a 30% year on year drop straight away was really important I know I helped my husband with his small business and we rang our accountant that. You know, the next day, and he said, "Well, I've already been in your software. I've had a look. I can see that you are eligible for this, 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 and this. And you know, straight away, you can just be right on top of it. So I think just making sure you've really digitised all those processes. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, Zoom and all those online tools. You don't. I don't think you need to drive across the city for, you know. For, for a meeting with every single client. I think we've really leapt forward on video and um, other ways to meet people. So I think that's something that all businesses should be looking at.
1: Definitely, there's some great points there. Um, I guess if we were a business then that um, had really kind of struggled with our digital marketing strategy before Mm. COVID, that's going to leave us in a pretty tricky place at the moment. You've mentioned Mm. things like getting speed up getting digitised, is there anything else that we need to be sort of mindful of if that's where
3: our business is fitting at the moment? Yeah, look, I think if you're going to start spending more money in digital marketing, um, you really need to think about, well, how much money do I want to spend? How much money can I afford to spend? How much money do I want to spend to acquire one customer? And really sort of get your budget right around that. um, And then really can develop a plan around that. That said, I think people should really be investing in marketing at this time. Um, you know, there's there's never a better time to get people's attention and they'll remember you when they come out of this, um, you know, when they might have more money to spend or ready to, you know, take up some purchases. So I think it's really good to be out there marketing. Um, get a digital plan, get the right tools to run your business. Um, Like I talked about getting a website, getting yourself really set up, but most importantly before you just jump in and start spending money all over digital, um, make sure you've got a really clear value proposition, what do you want to say, who's your target market, you know, where do you think they are, Um, and then test and learn, but also really track where those people are coming from so you really know where the money is having great effect.
1: And obviously, I mean, that just speaks to having that accessibility of that data, you know, sort of Mm. on your phone, on your laptop, wherever it is all the time. It's just going to help so much with the speed and efficiency of this stuff.
3: Yeah, look, definitely having, having the kind of up to the minute insights about what your customers are doing is always going to put you in a better position, isn't it?
1: Mm, Absolutely. So I mean, they're great tips for just about anyone. And my last question was going to be about people who perhaps have decided that COVID's inspired them to start their own business for the first time, or maybe they're leaving their original business alone Mm. for a while and decided to pivot. Yep. If you've had absolutely no experience in digital marketing and this is the challenge you've set for yourself, well, well done. That's an excellent yeah. challenge. Um, I was just hoping we could end off with some tips for those kind of people.
3: Yeah, look, I think some of the things I've talked about, like really sort of having a clear value proposition um, and, you know, understanding your cost models and all that sort of thing. But so I think, number one, I'm going to assume you've got a good view of your numbers, you know, what, you know, how your business needs to run and who your target market is, how much you can spend to acquire a customer. That's kind of first. Um then you've got to have a really clear value proposition. What is it you're selling? Who's it for? What problem does it solve? How does it benefit the customer? And what makes you different? Mm -hmm. Um, And then take action. I think don't wait to take action. It's better to get in there and get started and learn and do lots of testing. Um, And really finally, probably really measure what you're doing so you really do know what's working. and make sure you know all the activities that are driving that sale. So, even though, for example, I, I know a lot of people come to us via search, I do know that it's the other activity I might be doing in Facebook or Instagram that will help drive people eventually to search. So, you should always ask people, how did you hear about us? Um, how did you find hey, us? Great question. And so, yeah, just say you've got a really good idea because it could you could word of mouth could be your biggest um, driver of sales and so if that's the case you really want to make sure that you've got your user reviews up and you know you're really making sure your online presence is great so if someone refers you they can find you straight away and connect
1: it's a great tip and I think it's easy to assu- make assumptions if you don't have that mm. data to hand isn't it you can assume yeah. that your, your customers are coming from one place but really they're coming from another
3: yeah definitely
1: Um, Jane, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, If we wanted some more information about the products that MYOB are offering at the moment, obviously your website's the best place to go to, the social channels. Yeah,
3: definitely myb.com. We've got lots of information. We've got business resources there. We've got a whole hub about COVID. Um, related information and we've also got a community forum so there's a link on the home page you can find that and that's a place where small businesses can go and ask any questions about business or and it doesn't have to be about nyb and we've got accountants and bookkeepers that come along and answer those questions so it's a really thriving community there to help small businesses
1: that's a sensational service and so important at the moment thank you so much for joining us today thanks lucy